Today's episode of Peers to Peers is powered by Shopify, the leading global commerce company that's shaping today's entrepreneurial economy. What started as three mates in a coffee shop trying to sell a snowboard has ended in thousands of employees around the world, bringing over 1.7 million businesses to life. You could say Shopify is a peer to us and entrepreneurs around the world. So peers, if you're looking to start your own business, head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Hello, peers, and welcome to the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. Peers speaking, peers listening. This is a conversation for you. I'm your host, Michelle Akidinol, founder of Leading Australian Podcast Agency and 2021 Australian Podcast Awards finalists, The Peers Project, and your fellow passionate peer. Each week, I invite an inspiring millennial entrepreneur from around the globe to chat with me. No filters, just real talk, peer to peer. Together, we unpack what it takes to go your own way, pursue your passion, and why there's really nothing better. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, please do pass it on. The more peers, the merrier. Hello, peers, and welcome back to the Peers to Peers podcast. It's our final episode of the year. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's the end of 2022. Where did the year go? But this is a really special episode because I've got our fabulous business strategist, Kim, joining us for the final ep of the year. Hello, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. We're so happy to have you, Kim. Honestly, what a year it's been. I can't wait to unpack it all with you today in today's special episode. So Piers, for everyone listening in, today's ep is all about it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. (laughs) And essentially, we're just talking about the reality that is business and doing a bit of a deep dive into what that meant for us as the leaders of this business, TPP. So we're going to unpack that in today's app and hopefully you'll find it valuable. You know, those of you who are building entrepreneurs to be entrepreneurs, you guys know all too well what it's like to be in business. And this is going to be a kind of a behind the scenes look into the building of the Peers Project and what's been happening this year for us. And then we'll end today's episode with kind of a look to the future. So look to 2023. What do we have in store? What are we most excited about heading into next year at the Peers Project? So that's a bit of a recap and we are going to dive straight into it. And I am so honoured to be interviewing you, putting you on the opposite side of your regular microphone to do this. And what a great time of the year to do it. We're wrapping up, things are starting to wind down. We've got those end of year festive feels, which can also show themselves or manifest themselves as a touch of exhaustion. So whilst listener, you may not hear it in our voice, We might be two very tired humans here right now bringing this episode. Very tired. (laughs) Let's start off with a little bit of an energy raiser, hey? So best of times. 
Mish, looking back on your year, thinking about it in its totality, but also in its micro moments, what surprised you about this year? I absolutely love this question. And I think the reason I like it so much and I love it so much is because it really got me thinking about those moments that you don't expect that could happen throughout the year when you're running your own business. And for me, it was definitely on that happier side and on that positive note, it was definitely being able to take two months off in the middle of the year to go overseas, to be completely switched off from the business and just to have it run itself and to keep going and keep operating was absolutely the most surprising thing that happened this year. And also one of the best things as entrepreneurs, at least myself, you know, we have these feelings of, oh my goodness, is my business going to collapse if I don't wake up in the morning or if I'm not on 24 seven. And there's such that pressure, I think, especially as, you know, service-based business owners, but really any business owner to kind of be on and to never be able to leave your baby alone, especially in the startup years. And that's absolutely how I felt thinking about going away and going overseas. But as things happened, I had a wedding that I had to be at. And so I kind of planned my travels around that wedding. I think it was when I was planning the trip, I thought, you know, I'm going all the way over to Europe, minimum four weeks is what I'm going to take. And then I just thought, stuff it. I'm really just going to use this as an opportunity to stretch chest and see if this business can run without me for that period of time. And naturally, you know, we're always still plugged in. You know, I was still taking probably only one Zoom meeting a week, to be honest with you though. So not many at all, just as a touch base with the team. But yeah, I mean, we were able to do it and it just, I was able to fully switch off, you know, I was in Southern Italy for a little bit. And I remember just lying on the beach one day and thinking, I have been out of office for something crazy, like 60 days or something. I think it was like 45 days or something crazy. And as business owners, when can we ever say that? For those of you who've been in the journey, I mean, as you guys know, I've been at this for five years now and it's intense. Even when other people are taking holidays and when the Christmas period rolls around, you're always still on most of the time. And so I think just being able to take this massive chunk of time off was such a win, both personally, I think as you know, an entrepreneur and the leader of the business, but then also just as a business, us to be able to rally around this time that I took away and be able to still perform and execute and deliver for our clients. What do you think was the biggest driving force behind making that possible? Could it have been any one process or action or potentially some sort of software? What do you think made that possible for you? It's such a great question. And I always credit the team and the people who work at TBP as the reason for a lot of the things that happen here in the business. And that's really what it is. I wouldn't say it was one person, it was a collective. And I had two really strong leaders in the business at the time that knew the processes inside out, back to front, knew the operations of the business. And one in particular, my main manager was just all over it. And we were kind of building for a couple of months towards knowing that I wouldn't be there every second and be able to answer all the questions. And so I think with that as our end goal, it really allowed that person to step up into that leadership position for that time and really kind of run the company as if it was her own. I'm forever grateful, but also I think a great learning experience for the both of us just to kind of navigate through that and build towards that. So yeah, I definitely would credit our team. And I think also something that we do really well at TPP, we don't give ourselves enough pats on the back and credit for it, is our 
process documentation. Every single person on the team, majority of them have what they do documented. Um, And I think that, you know, just as a small business and as a startup is something that often can be so overlooked. And I know, honestly, even in the first three years of running a business, there was no process map of what the ops is to run a client or whatnot. And now slowly, slowly, we've been building out those maps and those processes that are really just strong and can be easily followed. And so I think that with that strong leadership team and then leaning on the processes that have been developed and nurtured and I've been doing for years and years, I think both of them go hand in hand. I love that. What an absolute joy to be at that space. I think so many of us get so caught up in the day-to-day, not taking the time to document those processes and remove ourselves somewhat from a business. At those times where you go, oh goodness, if I could just get somebody to do this for me, it would be fantastic. So good on you for making that a priority. Let's talk goals because goals are such an important part of any business, any life. It's nice to set those little milestones, those little moments you can work towards. Tell me about a goal that you hit this year. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love talking goals. I love talking milestones, you know, and I think if I think back to probably about February this year, I remember one of the key goals I had was to hire someone full-time into a leadership position so that I could take a step back from the business and be able to travel and do what I did in that middle of the year. And so that was absolutely just one of those key goals on the vision board, on the to-do list, on the make it happen list. And what's really funny is that when I think about that hire that I wanted to make, what ended up happening was the person that was supposed to kind of advance into that role actually ended up leaving quite unexpectedly. And I'll speak a little bit about this in the worst of time section of today's episode, but they ended up leaving the business. And instead, strangely, because they left that definition of that role and that full-time position and what that meant for the business completely changed. And I think in so many ways that was a blessing. And that's why we've included this as part of the best of times section of today's episode, because, you know, I think that change in role definition of this leadership full-time hire that I had envisaged at the start of the year completely changed when that person left. And I think my biggest learning there was that it was a mindset shift from operations or someone coming in and operating the business to someone coming in and growing the business. And so when that person told me they were going to leave, I started unpacking, why did I have this on my vision board at the start of the year? Why did I have hire someone full-time so that I could remove myself more and more from the business? When I really got into it and got stuck into why I had that as a goal, this idea of the skill set that that person needed to have just completely shifted To answer your question, one of the biggest goals was to hire that person full-time into a leadership position so that I could ultimately travel, remove myself from the company while still being involved. And I think what I learned this year in relation to that goal was that it actually changed somewhat halfway through when that person left. It was a really interesting time and I'm very grateful for that happening. And naturally it brought me to you, Kim. So (laughs) of course I'm elated. (laughs) And I promise it wasn't me putting that into the best of times section. (laughs) That just happened to be there. But yes, sometimes I'll probably butcher this saying, but always part of the path, never part of the plan. Something to that effect that often when we just do that action, you know, we create information and we keep moving through 
the path reveals itself as it keeps going. It's about remaining really open to that experience. So I think that's a really great learning and I'm very happy that it made the best of times. Let's talk about my other favorite topic, money. (laughs) But as entrepreneurs, as business people, as brand builders, we are in this game to be as financially independent as possible, often to empower us to do those great socially conscious activations for those socially conscious initiatives alongside of that. But we can't do that without that baseline of financial independence. So let's talk cash. How did the business bank balance perform this year? I love talking about money and I love that you and I always talk about money day in, day out. We've got the growth woman on the show with us today. So I love that. It's actually such an interesting point because I think, you know, at the start of the year, again, you've always got your end of financial year goals around what you need to hit. And, you know, so pleasingly, honestly, just so ecstatic about it. We did hit our goal for last financial year, but I think what was the most exciting about hitting this milestone was the fact that I honestly got to the end of financial year and I thought, oh my goodness, I have not even done much work at all this last financial year and in particularly for the last six months. On a side note, I moved states this year. So originally living in Melbourne here in Australia and I've moved to Sydney And I moved to the beach and I honestly think that lifestyle change just slowed me down in every way. You know, my main focus was me and was my well-being and how I felt every day versus my number one being the business and came in at a very close second. So, you know, let's not forget that. But it was so fascinating to get to the end of financial year and to think, wow, we hit that milestone. And honestly, I felt like I've done no work like nowhere near as much as I would usually do in a year or it made me really challenge that idea of hustle. And recently I did a TikTok on this actually, this idea of taking that step back to ultimately get pushed forward and slowing down to ultimately go faster. You know, one of the podcast solo episodes I did back in the day was slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And that is absolutely what I felt the first half of the year. Those six months, I really felt like I didn't do much. And yet we hit that awesome financial goal that we had. So yeah, that was just massive for me. A huge learning and definitely part of the best of times for the year. I mean, what a fantastic learning. And often when we're in that hustle zone, it's really hard to imagine that success can come from the opposite side of that. And we can tell others so many times to take a break, to slow down, to think about things and how that enables you to perform even better. But often that falls on deaf ears. I mean, I know it falls on deaf ears when people tell me, do you know what, we need to take a chill and just see how things roll out here. And when you actually give yourself a little bit of a breather, the progression that you're able to make is significant. You just don't realize it until you're in it. So yes, listener, if you're one of those people thinking, no, I don't buy into this. I can't imagine my business performing without that sort of hustle culture behind it. You know, I drove, we're down here in Melbourne, of course, together at the moment, which is fantastic. But I was driving past the Richmond Football Club today and they had a sign out the front that said, top performers never rest. I was in the Uber and I thought, what a load of bullshit. We've got an absolute load of crap. There is no ability for a top performer to perform without adequate rest and adequate reflection and space. So I couldn't be more supportive of you and I'm absolutely cheering that on. You know, I think let's put hustle culture in the bin. It has a time and a place 
And sometimes you have to push hard, but then take that rest and see what happens. Good on you for doing that. Yay. Thanks, Kim. And honestly, I just so resonate with that. And it's just, it feels so much better to look after yourself first, hey, and then get back into the day-to-day and the grind and what you need to do. And I'm still huge on you got to hustle to get places, but just taking that time at the start of this year, honestly, this entire year as a side note, Piers, but just to focus on me and have the business as, you know, a very close second to me, which was number one for me this year in terms of my priority list, absolute game changer. And yay for still hitting financial milestones throughout all of that. I love it. It's bloody awesome. Let's take ourselves into the dark place. Let's go there. Let's talk worst of times. Now, it's often that these times that rock us, that change us, that give us the best opportunity for learning. We know that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they feel any better. So can you take us there to a moment that rocked you this year? Oh, my goodness, Kim. It's so funny in our prep work for this episode, we have this document and under it all I have is the word September. (laughs) (laughs) so I think that that month September oh my goodness so to give you guys a quick snapshot picture of the year smooth sailing honestly I'd moved states living by the beach I've got these two great leaders running the company I go on my two-month vacation to Europe we celebrate our fifth anniversary in London for the final week of my trip I was like I don't know if life could get better. This must be what business owners talk about when they say, quote unquote, I've made it. This is it. I finally get it. Wow. We're here. Then as soon as I get home from my two month vacation, late August and head into the month of September. Oh my goodness. I was brought back town to reality. September was when on a personal front, on a professional front, on a business front, everything just collapsed. So I had my main manager leave the company, which I mentioned briefly earlier, who was running the fort while I was away. He was managing all client output, was managing the team. I had her abruptly leave the company and give two weeks notice. I then in my personal life went through a really unfortunate breakup that honestly came out of nowhere. And it all just came crashing down. And all I thought to myself was, now I remember what business is actually about and what life is actually about. And, you know, not to put a bit of a doom and gloom spin on it, but it's just tough. And we talk about this a lot on the show, but running your own thing, being the person that pays other people it is so hard. It's so hard and it's not to be underestimated. And I think we don't talk enough about how tough it actually is for us. So much of the focus of this episode is around me taking a two-month holiday. That's just so unheard of because it is so tough, especially in the early years, to just be away from your baby and this budding thing that you're creating for such a long time without it flopping over. And so I think for me, going through September where, as I said, I felt like everything was crumbling. I felt like the entire business was just collapsing. And I actually booked myself into therapy that month because I was like, I need to understand why all of a sudden everything's just crumbling in front of my eyes. And I remember my therapist telling me, no, Michelle, nothing's crumbling. You just, you're going through a tough time. And right now it's an opportunity to actually recreate or reimagine the business so that you can get it ready for the growth that it needs to undergo or that you want it to undergo. And so I think that was one of the most valuable lessons I learned in the month of September, that idea that 
you know, when you feel like everything's crumbling underneath you after a pretty cruisy period, it can feel so scary, but knowing that it will get better and knowing that there is that light at the end of the tunnel and seeing that time as much as it's so hard to do in the moment, so many moments of crying during September, but as much as it's so hard to do in the moment, seeing it as an opportunity for change, an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to reimagine what your life is looking like at that time and what your business is like at that time. Well, let's make sure that we have something very positive booked in for September 2023 (laughs) so that we can turn this around for you for next year. Oh my goodness, yes, please. This year has presented some really interesting cultural trends in career and in business. A lot of people experiencing personal challenges, a lot of doubts in their career path, a lot of doubts in what they're doing. I'm curious to know, has that played out in any way with your team, with the team at TPP? It's so interesting. And I know you and I talk about this a lot, Kim, just with even the podcasts that we're creating for our clients and whatnot, and these ideas around the cultural insights around career and where everyone's at at the moment. And I think for us and for where we're at, you know, in the early years, I never used to have to really think about culture or team engagement because every single amazing person that's ever worked at TBP has always brought their A game and has almost created the culture that we have here, which is really fun, energetic, passionate, upbeat culture that we have as a business. But then also with that underlying of, you know, hardworking and getting shit done really. So I never actually had to think about culture building or this idea of like career building for the team members. In the early days, you know, in the early years, it was just kind of everyone's so excited about this thing that we're building and growing and, you know, we're all just figuring it out together. And it was really this year where it really hit me as the leader of the business, this idea of actually having to be a bit more conscious around how we craft our culture and making sure that it doesn't get tainted or that it remains strong and everyone feels this really great positive energy. And I think really the reason why I started to focus on it this year was because for the first time we had real managers and people in the business that were working a lot more closely with the company than ever before. And I think in so many ways, in the early days, I used to almost shield. I used to be that person that was really close and then I'd scatter people almost around myself. But this year we had people who were at the core of the business that were supporting other team members and it wasn't just me. And so it was so interesting to have to navigate culture and career and this idea of career for team members at TPP. Again, I think as a startup, these are ideas and concepts that you know you have to be aware of and kind of, you know, look into, but until it really hits you, are you faced with the consequences of not looking at them? And I think that's what happened to me this year. You know, I think I didn't manage it all great. (laughs) I think this idea of having some people feel like, where is this role taking me? What is next for me? Not outlining exactly what that was absolutely affected the culture of the business and also team members, morale and whatnot. And so just a massive learning curve again for me. And I think just for our business in general, just that learning curve around the need to focus on crafting and being intentional around the culture that you're building within the company and also around the role definition and the career progression within the business. It's such an interesting topic that 
I think is so poignant to bring up in the context of startup and scale up and consider really yeah, what it means to hold someone's career potentially in your hands. I think so many people come into managing other people with a bit of a vibe on what they think that needs, how to show up, you know, it becomes sort of task orientated and yeah, general direction and vibe and connection with each other. But leading is so much deeper than that. And I don't think it can be underestimated in terms of the impact it has on an individual person's life. I've been a leader for a number of years, far more than I'm willing to admit on this podcast for somebody south of 30. But, (laughs) and I've made many a mistake as well. Many times I wish I could have complete do-overs. And, you know, if anybody listens to this who I've managed, they're probably going to go, yeah, yeah, you could have done that better. But, you know, I think it's really important to keep that in mind when you come into creating your own thing and you do end up stepping into the shoes of somebody who's it is a responsibility to lead and to nurture your team it is very difficult a lot of people want to be a manager but not many people want to be a leader and that is a whole other kettle of fish that you just have to go through the process of learning and go through the process of stuffing it up a few times and not feeling really confident to be able to then use those learnings to show up better next time and use those to your benefit and to the benefit of the people that you're working with so All I would say is, you know, this isn't a therapy session, but don't beat yourself up because we've all been there and we'll all probably be there again at some stage. It's definitely an up and a down. So on that note, we are coming into our next section. So let's get out of the worst of times for a minute. Let's shake that energy off. Absolutely shaking, shaking. You guys can't see me, but I'm physically shaking it off. What a year. Oh my goodness. And I think, you know, all of those best times and worst times of this year really brought us to where we are now, which is a really exciting place, you know, and I think I'm actually really excited, Kim, about what you and I are building together. And I am so excited to have you in this business, partnering with me to help take the business from startup to scale up. And, you know, as I alluded to peers earlier on in today's episode, the shift in mindset that I had when I had that pivotal person leave the business and then look to find someone else to join, the shift that I had was really around, let's grow this company. You know, we know it can operate by itself now. We know we can do that really well, but looking into 2023, let's grow it. It's so exciting that you and I got connected, Kim, and that you're now working as our business strategist and alongside myself to help take the company from, you know, the startup that it is into, you know, the full-blown enterprise that it will be. That makes me so excited even just saying that. And so I just honestly such big smiles towards 2023 and just so excited to be working with you on this. And so Kim, I'm going to actually turn the tables a little bit and ask you a question. What are our plans or your plans for 2023 at TPP? Oh, so happy to pick this up because as you know, I hate a microphone. That's clearly sarcasm. Let's go back a level. We know that the sole focus of the Peers Project is to create podcasts from a brand voice. But listeners, you may not know that. So, but there's a reason to that. There's a reason we work with big brands and there's a reason we allow them to have a voice through us into the podcasting space and support them to find that right kind of tonality within their podcast because the time has never been right for a focus on diversity and inclusivity, which is a core purpose for being for the Peers Project. And 
brands have that opportunity to influence mass culture in that level, which I personally think is really exciting and there's not much more important work that we can do in the media and communication space than give opportunities to raise diverse voices and diverse stories. So you and I have been on that sprint sales period. We are hustling like nobody's business, working with brands, being creative, looking at cultural tensions that we can answer with a really unique podcast story that can only be led by a certain brand. So we've been in that for a little while. So I'm excited for 2023 because what it's allowing us to do is be set up to make sure that we are thinking about cultural tensions for our clients. We are building those creative solutions with those people who've started to build relationships with this side of the year, working with those brands that can make impact, but also making some really cool podcasts that we're actually excited to listen to as well, which is just such a nice place to be. You know, I think for us, it's going to be really important to think about strategic partnerships. Any business in a scale-up period should be thinking about that. How do I leverage somebody else's influence or somebody else's opportunity here? How do I lend a part of myself to another business too, so that we can both have mutual growth because growing together is really fulfilling. We want to get TPP more awards, more acknowledgements, because the work that you do in this business is really impactful. And I'm going to take a guess that a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this don't find it particularly comfortable to self-promote, don't find it particularly comfortable to put themselves up for awards or talk about it. I mean, that's certainly been my experience. And, you know, next year is the year of self-promotion. Why don't we just go for it and go for it really hard? Because there's no sense in succeeding if nobody else hears about it, right? I mean, we all feel good, so that's a good vibe. But, you know, we want to make sure that we're we're putting TPP in lights and making the time to do that. That does take a lot of time and a lot of effort to do those things on top of regular day today. So, you know, we're going to be considering the next moves for the business, working through what we need to make that possible from a team perspective. So as a business scales up, the needs of the team are going to change. There's going to be more skills required, but there's going to be more of them required too. And there's going to be shifts and changes in that space where we start to talk to different people and invite them along for the journey and engaging with their unique skill sets. You have a wonderful business structure here where you encourage people to come on in a freelance capacity and maintain their own self-development, whether it be in their own business or in their own freelance structure just in their own speciality to grow that and then bring that into the business and I think that's just a really unique model so a very exciting place to be and you know the year 2023 why don't we just make it it's just marketing we're going to market ourselves and we're going to help other people market themselves through conversations that matter and it's going to be really exciting and we work together in such a fluid unique way where we bounce off each other's energy and that's not particularly easy to find in a partnership so that's going to be really fun and we're going to do some cool stuff alongside all of the other little fingers and pies that I tend to have and random things that I do that brings back knowledge to the business much like yourself much like the broader team that we have at TPP. So I reckon that sounds pretty good, just as a start point. Oh, just as a start point. I mean, it's so exciting. Oh, my goodness. Honestly, bring on 2023. I think you just summarised that so well, Kim, and I think we're just so ready slash I'm absolutely terrified, but so ready naturally naturally for the growth of this business, for personal growth as well that's going to come with all of this. I mean, even just working with you for the last couple of months, Kim, I personally feel like I've grown 
enormously, you know, just how much we've been able to deep dive. And I feel like that's only going to continue into the next year. And I think when the leaders of a business are focused on their own personal development, as we go through this wild ass journey of growing and building companies, I think that just has such a direct effect on the ultimate outcome of how the company performs and how the team feels and whatnot. So I'm super excited for us to get real deep and to grow as people next year as well and as leaders and just as all-rounded kind of beings, which just gets me very excited. So we might leave it there. What an episode. Thank you so much, Kim, for coming on peers to peers. We love having you. And I say it's been so, so great to chat all of this out and to reflect on the last year and what we're most excited about heading into next year. For all of our peers out there listening, thank you so much for sticking with us, for sticking with me every week. For those of you who tune in religiously or for those of you who are new, welcome. We are all about pursuing your passion, aligning yourself with work and building companies that do good and feel good. And so I'm so excited to have you here tuning in. Thank you for listening. I know there's so many options out there when it comes to a business podcast or an entrepreneurial podcast. And so, you know, the fact that you choose to listen to me and to us is just, I feel so grateful for that. So, Before we close, I just want to remind you all to please, pretty please, make sure that you're following us on Instagram. We're at The Peers Project. We talk all about the brand and podcast we create for our clients, all about how to start a podcast, all about peers to peers, this podcast, and all of our incredible guests that we have on. So definitely chuck us a follow there if you aren't following already. Also, recently I've launched my very own TikTok, which I'm very excited about. It's giving daily business and podcasting tips. So every single day there's a new video coming out. So definitely give me a follow. We'll add my TikTok to the link in this episode's description for you to follow along, but it's just at Mish and then my last name, Akidanor. All right, peers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here's to a really safe holiday period and a really bang on start to 2023. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast powered by Shopify. Remember, Peers, we're here to help you turn your passion into a business. And so is Shopify. And so if you're looking to start your biz, Head to shopify.com.au for your 14-day free trial. Peers, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of the Peers to Peers podcast, powered by Shopify. We hope you've enjoyed your introduction to our latest guest peer and that you find them as gung-ho as we do. For more, make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. We produce with passion and it doesn't stop here. To see what else we're up to, visit thepeersproject.com or follow us on Instagram at thepeersproject. We'll have fresh, real talk for you next week, peers. Until then, if you need inspiration, look amongst your peers.